Hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Pageants and Prosecco. I actually was trying to show the logo, so let me show that just real fast. Anyway, that's going to change, so enjoy it while you have it. I am back officially here on Pageants and Prosecco, our YouTube channel, and of course on the podcast as well. You can listen to this audio version of it on the podcast, everywhere podcasts are streaming. We're going to get started with talking about everything that's been happening lately that is at least buzzworthy right now. And yes, I do have my little wine with me. This glass says, be mine, and then it scratched off and said, be wine, baby, because that's all we care about now going 2023. We don't need no one to be ours. Okay, we don't. It can be single on this Valentine's Day. It don't matter. Anyway, um, I am drinking a 2008 Chardonnay from California. As you can tell by the color, a Chardonnay when it's aged. Can you see the in front of my hand? <laughs> when it is aged like so, it gets darker in color. White wine gets darker in color. And that's definitely what happened here. Of course, 2008 was, I don't know, somebody do the math eons ago so um let's let's i'm just gonna do the math just real quick you guys because i know i'm just genuinely interested i have a pink calculator is it 2023 already 15 years old some of you guys are probably actually 15 years old but um don't drink if you are 15. Anyway, let's get started on this episode. And it also has like a really funky smell to it and that's natural because um, it's been aged. So it's been in the bottle and I can't tell you exactly how long it's been in America. They age it in um, wood versus overseas. They were aged their white wine in, no, no, it's vice versa. In America, they aged their white wine in oak barrels or American oak barrels wooden barrels versus overseas in Europe and France, they age their wine in stainless steel. So because of that, I don't know how long, I have to do more research, see how long it was aged in the wooden barrels. And if this was aged in wooden barrels because it's from California, it may have been aged in stainless steel. It doesn't have a really crazy oak taste to me, but nonetheless, um, it has a funky smell to it. That's what I was gonna say. Mm. But still good nonetheless. So first, let's talk about what's going on in the pageant world. Because I, I've i been in the loop, but I haven't stayed in the loop. You know what I'm saying? So I am going to first talk about the new rules for Miss America and give you guys my thoughts. So pretty much like two days ago, it is... Saturday that I am recording this. Two or three days ago, Miss America re-released their new their new scoring rules. And I'm going to go ahead and pull this up because I should have already pulled this up. I'm sorry, you guys. Um I saw it posted on the internet on the Timmy about what their scoring is now. Okay. 
Um, first of all, they have a new CEO, a new national director. I heard she's from Florida. She was in charge of the Florida pageant. And they brought swimsuit back. Like, that's a big deal. Um, Robin Fleming is the new national director and an owner. The age has been increased to 28. They're going to have a fitness section in Rebel Athletic, which is who we saw this past pageant. And I got to tell you guys, too, I, I have my notes on the Miss America pageant. I did make an episode about it because my signal was terrible watching it on the app the next day. And so the audio was off and I wasn't even sure I was even watching the same competition. If I was watching the girl who was matching the audio. They, at the time of this particular post, it was optional talent or speech. Miss America is possibly moving to Florida and the new Miss America will get a car and a condo. But I wanted to pull up, oh, and of course when I need it, it is not here. Okay, of course when I need it, it's not here, right? And I always see this all over the place. Um, but the age was increased to 28 years old, which is a big jump for them because at one point the age was, uh, 24 for the longest time. Okay. Let me just go to where I know it was for sure. Hot mess, hot mess express. Okay. Um, America. I saw all the scoring laid out and now I can't find it. Anyway, post I've seen. Dang, you guys. I really lost I really lost this. Okay, doesn't matter. I'm gonna scroll a couple more times. Doesn't matter. Okay, so while I talk to you guys about this, I'm going to look it up. So the fact that Miss America increased their age limit to 28 is a really big deal, right? For more reasons than one. On their websites, they don't have the new one. Oh, I cannot find this. Um... Okay, I'm sure you guys have seen the post where they have laid out their scoring, right? So I don't need to bring it up. I think actually now that I think about it, I think I feel like I saw it on a local Miss America post. But I was going to break down the scoring and now I just cannot find it, which is just fantastic. So anyway, anyway. Yeah, I can't find it at all. They increased their age limit to 28. They are bringing back swimsuit. Um, and you know what? I think I might have actually saw it on a director's thing. Not I'm thinking about it. I don't even think I saw it on the official Miss America information. I think I saw it on... Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. 
you know what I'm talking about. I should have pulled it up before I started, and now I'm scrolling on a book looking for it because I know I saw it. I know I saw it recently, and I should have just took a screenshot. Okay. I'm going to look one more time. If I don't find it, it's going to be whatever. Um, but anyway, so... Nope, that's old. Darn. I'm really upset I can't find this right now. Okay. Anyway, Miss America updated their scoring and they reneged. So you guys know at one point they got rid of the swimsuit competition and now we are back to a swimsuit competition and a fitness category, which at the same time is similar to a swimsuit because now we're still judging our physical bodies, which is what they initially went away from. But now under the new owner and new national director, Robin Fleming, we are bringing this back. And the girls did have on the Rebel Athletic at the national competition, if I remember. Um, but I don't think they were scored in it, right? I don't think they were scored in it. So my thoughts and opinions of, bring, of Miss America bringing swimsuit competition back or fitness or whatever capacity they're bringing it back in. I am all for it. I support it 100% as a contestant and as a director now. I say that physical appearance obviously is the beauty in the beauty pageant. And I think that as a contestant, it gives you something to work on in the weeks leading up to the pageant competition, in my opinion, personally. I love swimsuit competition because one, I like to look cute in a swimsuit. Um, two, I like to have that extra category to really show up my personality. And three, I like to work out. I haven't worked out recently, but I like to work out. And so when I prepare for a pageant, if I'm not having that physical aspect to it and working out and doing that part of the preparation, to me, it's like, then all I'm really preparing for is to talk and to give speeches. And I'd rather, as a contestant, I'm not the one who wants to talk during a competition. I'd rather do the modeling part of it and do the fashion modeling part of it, as opposed to delivering speeches all day where you can easily flub. Public speaking is not for, you know, you know, not for the week. Uh, you guys see me public speaking. I had to get to this point. I actually had a speech impediment. I mentioned this probably a few times on here, but I had a speech impediment one point in my life. Still kind of do. I can't talk too fast whenever I talk or else my words just start flowing together. And I used to see a pathologist when I was in my younger years. So I had to overcome my speech things and issues. And I think hopefully I have overcome those. But if you guys are longtime listeners, then you will, you will know that my speech isn't always the best. And to memorize something on top of that and deliver it, I probably wouldn't. I'll probably speak from the heart and make something up. I think I am a great person. I'm great on the fly to talk. But at the end of the day, just give me my swimsuit. Let me just hop in a swimsuit. And I think the swimsuit category, the fitness category, really kind of like is a battle of the strongest. And I think the weakest link starts to be eliminated. I think fitness shows discipline. 
And I don't think you need to be the fittest, skinniest person, obviously. But I think that it shows true confidence in whatever size you are. And that's not a cliche answer. It shows true confidence in how you can present yourself in front of people and how great you feel about yourself. I think that when you physically prepare for any type of endeavors you have in life, you are setting a goal to work towards something. And by working towards something, once you get to that point, whether it's on stage or at your competition in the sport, you know that you put in the work and you know that you deserve this crown and sash because you physically put in the work as opposed to sitting down writing essays all day. So bravo, Miss A, for bringing that back. I can't wait to see how it's going to come back in this capacity. Um, at the pageant, but I am glad to see it back at Miss America because, as we know, Miss America's legacy pageants, and I think that sometimes they set the standard for the rest of the industry, or at least they used to back in its heyday. So I think when they tried to get rid of it, it was a fail because I don't think anyone else really got rid of it. But I will say I do like fitness over swimsuit. I would approve fitness. Of over swimsuit for more for more reasons than two. Um, I think fitness you can kind of really bulk up and show those muscles, whereas swimsuit is more of a leaner style. I think fitness also encourages a healthier way of looking at food versus swimsuit. Where I feel like swimsuit you might feel like you need to be skinny and small, whereas fitness you feel like you need to bulk up and get muscles. And either way preparing to get muscles is probably a healthier method to getting fit as opposed to trying to just drop weight to look skinny in a swimsuit, if that makes sense. So I cannot wait to see how Robin takes over this pageant and how she's going to present the show because frankly, I was not a fan of the production of the show a couple of weeks ago in January or last month. I thought it was very like, had like a dark theme to it. Like the color scheme of it was dark especially after it went before Miss Universe. Miss Universe was very bright, very bold, full of yellows and blues, New Orleans colors. And Miss America had like a dark stage. The Rebel Athletic Gear was dark. The lighting seemed a little dark and funky, um, had like a darker look to it. So I'm glad to kind of see that back and see where Robin's gonna take this moving farther. Okay, next part, marrying JLo's ex. So why don't we all just give a round of applause? And I wish I had a um, a sound machine or something because my fave for Miss Universe 2022 was Portugal. I love Nadia. I love how you pronounce her name. I was obsessed with her, and I felt like she was going to win. Like I loved the sleeves on her evening gown. I loved everything about how she looked at Miss Universe. And now she is married. She is off the market. She said her I do's to Mark Anthony. I don't even think I knew that they were even dating. Maybe I did. But that's like a big deal. Like, it's like a big deal. To get married to Mark Anthony, um, JLo's ex. And of course, this was JLo's ex of the heyday. This is nobody who is recent. I think they were married back in like oh, 2000, oh something, maybe 
the teens of 2000. But nonetheless, congratulations to Nadia. She looked gorgeous. And frankly, you guys, just my little couple of um, advice, if you really want to hear it, always try to marry up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> always marry up. Um, and I think that's exactly what she did. She found someone who was rich. He um, is well known. And I think that's, that's, that's the way to go. So now she's living this soft girl, soft girl era lifestyle. And you can't be mad at it. Can't be jealous at it at all. She's 23 years old. And the singer, Mark Anthony, is 54 years old. Ladies, sometimes you need to date. I don't, not just your tax bracket, but your age bracket. And a decade bracket, too. So I hope that they have a nice, long, and happy and successful marriage. And I hope that, like... She really like has that soft girl era to her. Um, really impressed that she was able to pull him. Um, but also not really that impressed because look at her. I mean, she's gorgeous. I wonder how they met. I wonder if they met before or after the Miss Universe pageant. And I'm assuming they met before. I'm assuming that they knew each other before. So she got married. They got married at the Perez Art Museum in Miami on January 28th. She's wearing a princess ball gown. This is all according to E! News. And the designer was an Israeli designer named Galia Lahav. It was a princess ball gown that featured an explosion of flowers and leaves embroidered and leaves embroidered along the dress. And it has sheer long sleeves, a sheer neckline, and a tulle skirt. And she styled that with a matching cathedral veil a slick braided updo and a glamorous makeup. And she had a bedazzled corset bodice and a short cocktail hemline attached to a ruffled feather skirt that fanned to the floor. I like how Enies wrote that, it's very descriptive. And then the head designer at Galia Lahav, Sharon Sever, said it was an absolute pleasure to create these two custom gowns for Nadia. Um, Oh, cause she had a strapless gown for the, after the ceremony, for the reception. And she also said that, this is Sharon, she said it was incredibly, she was incredibly sweet throughout the whole process and trusted her and the team to make her vision come to life. So congratulations to Nadia on getting married. You know, one day I too wish to find me an old successful man to marry and take me off the market. Heck. It's tough out here. These streets are not for the week. Not for the week. Of course, Mark Anthony was wearing a traditional black and white tuxedo by Christian Dior. And they had a star-studded uh, guest list, including David and May, Victoria Beckham, Tama Hayek, Lynn Manuel Miranda, who made um, Hamlet. No, Hamilton. Um... And some other people I don't necessarily recognize by their names. And they got engaged May 2022. So maybe I did know about this. Um, what else? So yes, congratulations are in order because we love, we love love over here. We love love. Okay. And... Uh, that was the two main stories I wanted to bring to you guys today right now. 
I just wanted to let you guys know what was going on with me because I have been, you know, out of YouTube streets for a minute. So let me just go ahead and close this and then I'll come back to you guys. Okay. So what's been going on with me? Um, nothing crazy. I am back in Illinois. I'm about an hour and a half southwest of Chicago. I'm in Peoria, Illinois as a local TV reporter. And I, that means I shoot and write all my stuff. So I am always shooting and editing content, which is why it's so hard for me to come to this channel and make more content. Because when I'm done with the day of content making, I just want to lay down and watch my housewives, right? And sip out of my B-Wine glass. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, I am back on air, on TV, doing what I absolutely love to do, which is report and tell stories. And there's so many ways that I can use this gift, but I think that by working in news, it allows me to tell stories every day. It allows me to keep my skills sharp as a photog and as an editor and what's trending when it comes to video editing. This video you're watching right now, of course, is not edited, but in the future it will be. And um, it allows me to keep my skills sharp. And I'm able to tell stories, hyper-local stories, about what's going on in this area. And I'm able to help people bring a light to the issues that they have going on. So let me see. Like this past week, I talked to the mayor of East Peoria, which is the city out here, about how they're able to keep it balanced, the budget balanced. Um, it's like $70 million that this city has. And they've been able to keep it balanced. And... He's able to now, since they have so much money, fix the roads. And a lot of people have been asking about certain roads to be fixed. I know for people who are drivers, you probably like all these potholes. You know, in the Midwest, it's like winter. And winter is the worst season because not only does it mess up your tires, but in the spring when the snow melts, allegedly when they put the salt down for the snow during the winter, the salt eats at the concrete. Thus, you get potholes in the spring. And so every spring, it's like, oh, now we got to get worried for these potholes. And also when they um, come by with the snow plows, apparently they pick up gravel and creates potholes. So every spring, they're fixing potholes. Every winter, they're shoveling snow, putting out salt. So it's like a continuous cycle. So a lot of people, you know, have requests of when certain streets in their neighborhoods are going to get fixed. That's like a hyper-local story. And so I know if you guys get like see potholes when you're driving, you're like, man, what is the city doing to fix these potholes? Little things like that is stories I'm able to tell. So I was able to talk to the mayor himself and he's like, yes, we have all this money. We're going to fix these streets by the spring. Um, there's also like new condos coming to that city as well. And they're bringing luxury apartments to the city as well. Thus to bring in a younger crowd, thus to bring in more tourists, thus to boost the economy of this city. Little stuff. Um, I also had a chance to go ice racing on a four-wheeler in Bloomington. That was my last story this past Friday. So crazy. Apparently, ice racing is a huge thing. I don't really know much about it because I don't do winter sports. Kind of like being cold. But one of the sports is racing on ice, either on, I think, a motorcycle or a four-wheeler as well. And a four-wheeler. Motorcycle and a four-wheeler. And so they have special tires that they have to use because they're pretty much ice racing. So they're on an ice skating rink on a motorcycle racing around. And the bike 
slants all the way to the ground as they make their turns. And it was so cool. So I was able to hop on a four-wheeler. And apparently the guy was going slow while I was on there. I don't necessarily believe him. I have a video. But I was screaming the whole way. And I'll post it on my personal Instagram if you guys want to see it. Um, give me like six days. But look at this. Ice racing. So he would actually race uh, other people also on this 4x4. Crazy. Crazy fun things that I'm exposed to. And every day is different. Every day my job is different. Um, I was able to also bring light to this hospital that is closing. Um, it's like an hour and some change from where we are right now, but still in the viewing area. It's in a small city called Peru, like the country. And this hospital is the only hospital in a 20 minutes, 30 mile drive from the next nearest hospital that has an OB clinic for pregnant women, the obstetrics, the OB of the OBGYN. And that's the people, the doctors who help give birth. So this hospital is closing because they cannot afford to pay their bills. And the ER doctors at this hospital, the people who are over the doctors, the ER doctors, pulled out the vendors. They pulled out of the hospital, say, all the ER doctors in here are gone. They're bouncing. We're leaving. And a hospital cannot run if they don't have an ER department. So thus, this hospital is closing. Now, there's something on my screen, but what is that? That's a nail on the wall. I'm looking at this, you guys. Like, what is that? So anyway, um, because they don't have an ER room, they can't function as a hospital. So they have to close these doors. So like this hospital is literally closing its doors. There were 650 women who were planning to give birth um, in this one area in the next nine months, nine months. So 600, about 650 women don't know where they're going to give birth at in the next nine month, not months. Some of them were going to give birth this month, you know, like this is current pregnancies. Um, I talked to a lady who's due on St. Patrick's Day. She doesn't know where she's going to give birth at. And the doctors at the original hospital that closed, they cannot, doctors cannot just jump to another hospital. They have to be registered or certified to work at another hospital. So I don't know how long that process takes, but I don't think it's the next day. But ultimately, if you're nine weeks, nine months pregnant, nine weeks or nine months, the doctor that you were seeing for the last nine months is not going to be there to deliver that baby no more like you thought it was. And nobody knew about this until Friday. It was a Friday in January, the last, one of the last Fridays in January. The hospital sent an email out to everybody saying we're closing in eight days. They're supposed to give a 60-day notice, but they said they're closing in eight. And it, then the newsletter was posted on social, and that's when a lot of people found out because they weren't at work that day. I think it was posted at 3 o'clock on Friday. And so they found out on social media that they were out of a job in eight days. And the pregnant women found out also they don't have a doctor that's going to give birth to the babies that they have been working with this whole time. So there's literally so many mothers scrambling to figure out what to do. And if it's that one hospital is just 20 minutes away, but you're talking about like country roads, like one lane roads where one lane's going this way, the other one's going this way. 
roads. People might give birth. And that's the closest, that's from the center of the city to the hospital. There's some people who are traveling still to that hospital, so not to travel even farther. There's people who might give birth on the road going to these hospitals. And the next one closest to that, I think there's only like four in the area, but they're still like 30 minutes away. None of them are nearby. So ultimately, this town of Peru has a medical desert. And there's so many women who are struggling to try to figure out what's going on. And not just that, but because there's no other OB hospital nearby, the OB nurses and doctors either have to move to another unit of the hospital, like, I don't know, ER or pediatrics. I don't really know. But they no longer can work with pregnant women because they would have to travel and commute. And it took me to get to that city a little bit over an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And where I am is the closest major hospital. So they'll have to drive and now commute an hour and some change to come up here to go to work if they want to work in another OB clinic. Like this is a crazy nightmare going on in this city. And I've done two stories on it so far and I'm continuing to follow the process because now lawmakers are coming in and talking to the hospital um, board of directors saying, what's going on? What plan do you have in place for these women? Like you don't realize some people, like there's some people who are considering moving to another part of the state temporarily, like where their spouses came from or coming to Chicago to give birth. And now they have to rearrange their last month of plans. Like this one lady said she planned on working up, up until she gave birth because her job was at the library and the library was right next to the hospital. So she could walk to the hospital from her job at the library if something happened. Now she can't do that. She has to go 20 miles. So anyway, these are those little things that I'm working on. It's Black History Month. I'm also doing a historical piece because this area is very historical when it came to the Underground Railroad. I'm in Illinois. Illinois was a free state. So a lot of people came up here, obviously, escaping the South. There's a lot of little, little history. But I'm trying to find a piece of history that doesn't involve slavery and it's so hard or um, oppression. But that's ultimately what my answers had to fight through. And that's how we can we not repeat it, you know? So that's how we cannot repeat it. So these stories have to be told either way, but I'm just trying to find a good black history story to tell that doesn't involve slavery. So it's little things like that that I'm working on right now in my personal life. When it comes to the podcast, yes, I will be back. I started setting this up a while ago with all my sashes. There's one more that's over there. It's just so many stones on it. I cannot hang it up because it's going to fall down anytime I try to. These are holding up by the grace of God and grace God's state. But I'm getting myself together, but I realize I can't focus on being perfect. If you guys have watched past episodes, you've seen I had a whole setup before. I lost some of those um, in the transition of moving out of Texas, out of Hawaii. So now I'm back starting from scratch, and I always want it to be perfect. I want the background to be perfect. I want the lighting to be perfect. You see, I have a glare. I hate that I have a glare right now. Um, I want everything to be perfect before I start. But I learned recently that you sometimes you just got to just put it out there, and you got to just fail in public. That's what they call publicly fail until I can get my life together and get it all together. So I can't just sit and wait for a perfection to come because it's not going to come. It's not going to ever come. I'm not going to ever feel like this is going to be a perfect episode, there's always something I could work on, always something to improve. So with that being said, yes, you can expect more interviews in 2023. 
And I am really excited to bring you those. I have one in the works right now. And I really want to go hard on doing this because ultimately this is the creator society. And I love my job. It's a great job. But this is the creator society. And I'd rather make money without using all of my time. Because my job takes so much energy out of me that I don't put any passion into my passion projects. And I want to do that again because I missed you guys. And I miss sipping along with you guys. Also, health-wise, I have cut back on drinking. So I probably won't even finish this glass tonight. Um, I did that for a few reasons. One, I, I cut back on drinking because I felt like it was pointless. I don't really see a reason to do it anymore. I do love a nice little red wine, especially if it's nice and dry, to sip on during the evening. But when it comes to like liquor and tequila and vodka, there really is no purpose in that for me anymore. It's ultimately just killing my body. So I just had to come back on drinking and wine is also going to be a casualty of that too. So because the podcast is named Pageants of Prosecco, I will still sip along with you guys. But I decided to be more healthy this year, thinking about doing some competitions and I'm cutting out alcohol. And I'm cutting out a few other things too, including like meat and red meat as well. Um, dairy and candy. Those are my vices. Dairy because I have fibroids and I heard that that may contribute to it. Candy because I have a, I don't know, it's not diagnosed, but I think I have a genetic disorder or predisposition, I guess, to um, getting diabetes because my dad has diabetes. So I don't want to follow that same path. And me and him share a lot alike when it comes to genetics. So I'm cutting back on candy um, and wine and ice cream. I'm trying to be healthier this year. Let's do it together. Hold me accountable. And then finally, I am also the director, year three, for Miss Illinois Earth, which is this sash right here. I had it in 2019. We were in Vegas at this time. The last two years, we've been in Florida. This year, we're going to be... Um, well, it, it just happened again in January, a month ago, actually. So it was in Orlando, and it should be in Florida again next year. I'll keep you guys updated. So I am the director, and I also want to bring more content to you guys when it comes to coaching and personal development. So my interviews will be based off of personal development and growth and confidence building and mindset building moving forward. Because I really want to use this platform to help you guys achieve your dreams when it comes to the pageant world. And I think that I have the best platform to do that and to really get into the mindset of some of these pageant winners that we all look up to. Some of my personal favorites from now and to back in the day and some who I've been following for a while. So you can expect to see more interviews based off self-confidence and mindset and mindset shifting and how to really win your pageant Starting from here. Starting from here first. Um, what else? So I am the director again for the Miss Illinois Earth pageant. It's going to be held where I'm at right now, which is in Peoria in 2023. You guys are all invited. I will share more details as they are released. I'm going to announce the dates and the venue here this week. And I'm really excited about that. And my goal for year three as a director is to have more contestants. And by having more contestants, I need a better prize package. So I also have a goal of having more sponsors. And I think I can do that this year. So also hold me accountable for that. 
But all in all, you guys, I've just been kicking it. I've been chilling. I've been trying to rest. I've been trying to do more self-care things. And ultimately, this podcast and this episode and doing this is my self-care. And I just need to get back into it. So I will be back with another episode of Pageants at Prosecco. I'm not going to commit just yet to a schedule, but see an episode very, very soon. Probably in less than a week. And for now, you guys, I appreciate you guys sipping along with me. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Okay? I love you for real. All right? I love you for real. Peace.